1: Four years. It's hard to imagine just how far that we have come in just four years. Five years ago I was a Collins and with all that that last name stood for in the message. And I was not just simply part of William Branham's chosen bride. I was a sincere follower above all else. I believed what William Branham said on recorded sermon and I felt that everyone should know. We were the last remnant of saints living in a lost and dying world, and we held ownership of esoteric mysteries that had been lost over centuries of time. We were the light shining through the bitter darkness of this world, and to be a Collins meant to be recognized as part of this light. Five years ago, I was under the undue influence of mind control in a mind control cult. I had something that others did not have. My grandfather stood with William Branham, the central figure of a Pentecostal-style religious cult, who we believe to be the prophet for our age. And as I spread the good news of this Pentecostal cult and this message, I had a pillar to lean on. My grandfather was there. He knew. He was a witness. I used this to my advantage for every single ounce that it was worth. I will never forget four years ago. It was a fundamental milestone in my life. The road that led to this moment was very painful, and if not for the grace of God, I would not be alive today. At this time, I could not see it past it, but I saw no way out, and there was no future for me here on earth or in the world to come. Life had lost its meaning, but then, just four years ago, a tiny bead of light started shining through the dark, this dark, painful tunnel where I would laid broken, and a hand started reaching through that light to pick me back up from where I lay. Though I never did, there was a time in my life that it would have felt spiritual to say that four years ago, a voice spoke to me. And through the indoctrination of a Pentecostal-style cult theology, that would be the program response that I would be giving you right now, had I been intent on gaining a following of some sort. Any change in one's life must come from a voice, as said our central figure of the cult. But if we're really honest with ourselves, there was no voice. There were no signs or wonders. There was no supernatural experience that could be written in books and sold around the globe to the itching ears. The light that shone through the window is nothing more than what it seemed. It was a light from the sun. And the light above my head came from a light bulb that I had bought at the local hardware store. The cloud in the sky formed naturally. The dream that I had came from a tired day and the daydreams that I had were no vision, it was imagination. I came from a religious cult that excited themselves by taking natural occurrences and claiming that they were supernatural. And the problem with this type of philosophy is that other people, not knowing better, believe it. Through time, very human men become more than human in the minds of the people. Men with flaws, that all the flaws that humanity has to offer, become extraordinary men who present themselves as chosen to be singled out by God for some unknown purpose. Those same men, or at least those with evil hearts, create followings. And over time, these followings repeat the stories, regarding these experiences and remembering them until they become myths and legends. After their death, they become mythologies, and hordes of people become enslaved to them. To a historian, this sounds very much like ancient Egyptian, Greek, or Roman worlds from over 2,000 years ago. But if we are to believe the Bible is our means to understand more about God, we're not to follow these dangerous pathways. If we're to believe that the Holy Spirit was sent after the death of Jesus Christ to lead us and to guide us into all truth, we cannot allow itching ears to follow the experiences of others instead of following a leading that comes directly from he who is within us. And if I am to be honest, there was no voice that spoke to me outside of the still small voice that changed me from a prideful Collins to a flawed human being who is just like any of you. But from where I once was, I can truly say that I had to be led. My grandfather was a pillar in Branham's cult ministry. He was a pastor who was loved by William Branham. My father was his son, Joseph Branham's best friend and childhood playmate. My aunts were close to his daughter, Sarah and Rebecca. And we were all special at one time. I was under Branham's blessing to my grandfather. All of your children and your grandchildren will be saved. It was a blessing, even though my aunt has never been in the message since age 16. She was saved because of this blessing, and she neither lives, follows, nor even agrees with most of the teaching. And four years ago, my mind was programmed to believe that all of these conflicts somehow made perfect sense, but they did not make sense. How could a man Tell another man that God would favor his children over the others and give them a free pass. How could God do this? And how could a grandchild be anything more than a relative? How could ministers in the religion claim that God has no grandchildren whenever special blessings were given to myself and others I know from Indiana, Kentucky, and Arizona? it was four years ago that I gained the courage to examine what it is that I said I believed and I emphasize the word said because I no longer feel that a person can blindly believe anything and I firmly believe that anyone who does not have the courage to study opposing viewpoints to their faith does not believe at all they simply claim that they do And somehow they think that this claim can have greater power over actually believing. Four years ago, I chose to live. I barely had the courage and the strength to pick myself back up, but God gave me strength. I lived in almost unbearable fear as I examined the message, having been programmed to believe that to question your faith is to choose eternal separation. At that time, there were very few that were willing to help. This was a fear that I conquered mostly alone, save just the handful of people that I encountered on this journey. But as I began to examine, the fear was exchanged with determination and the handful of people that helped me were like librarians and they were pointing to amazing shelves with information. In my mind, I began to examine this balance scale between truth and error. And as I examined the claims made by William Branham, I began stacking them on either side of the scale. As truth was found, I examined the weight that it carried. And as an error was found, I examined and measured its weight. But over time, I ran into a huge problem. One single untruth seemed to unravel all of the positive things that could be said about my cult faith. Like a small amount of leaven placed into a whole batch of bread, affecting the entire mixture, one small lie made a thousand truths become untruthful. And the little leaven truly leavened the whole lump of bread. Over time, as the scale tipped more and more on the side of error, I began to find courage. Many of you now are making that same evaluation of your faith. Many of you are wondering why this group claims to have the light of the world and then prefers to contain that light. Many of you are comparing this light to the teachings of the Bible and wondering why is it that we believe that this was in any way special at all? Many of you are asking why we believed that we were better than other Christians, and why God would ignore other Christians' faith in Jesus Christ when salvation comes by faith. And all of you in this stage of the tunnel are going through the same painful fear that I myself went through just four years ago. But if we have faith in Jesus Christ to lead us, there is no fear. We we have much to be thankful for. Many have made this journey, and many have already conquered this fear. Many are helping others as they examine the problems with the message and giving them support as the foundation under them is pulled away. It feels like a very part of your existence is being removed piece by piece. And without those who are helping to support, this can be a very terrifying and a very painful experience. Many of you have moved past all of this. Some of you, having been born and raised under the mind control of the message, are are finding their authentic selves. They're having to search and find themselves. Their identities that were suppressed as the cult identity just kept it bound. These are the most exciting and thankful. Having been robbed of freedoms, some of you for over 50 years, these are the people experiencing life, No desire is given to put a second thought into this invisible prison, and they're living life to the fullest. Each day is Thanksgiving for them. Every day that passes, there's another new experience in life to enjoy, and many of them are living this full and complete in less than four years. Those of you who are struggling are now thinking, four years? That seems like a lifetime. And from that side of the tunnel, it does. I can remember back four years ago, as the foundation of the message that I'd rested my soul upon began to crumble. It knocked the wind from me. I couldn't eat. I could no longer sleep. My whole life had lost any meaning. It felt like I had been living in a box, and all the sides were painted to look like this full and complete world. And I've been told that there is nothing besides this cardboard walls. Suddenly the paint faded. And I could see that there were holes. And I could see through the worn out paper. There's a world outside. There's life on the other side. Good life with good people. But how could I be part of it? Some of you are asking yourselves, how can four years replace a lifetime And you find yourself getting angered, thinking about the life that you had forced in solitude. How can we be thankful for anything? But I cherish those four years. I'm thankful for them. Those four years have taught me to cherish life. Every day that I live, now on until forever, I will be grateful for every single aspect of life. I can never take for granted the freedom that God has given us. And I can never find myself in a place where I was. I traded life for wanting to end the life. And I want to live. I want a life worth living. In just four years, I found myself no longer the prideful elitist that was created by my cult identity. I'm a flawed human being, and I live in this world with other flawed human beings. And those other flawed human beings do not present themselves as perfect or the chosen ones. But they've learned to live and to grow together. They do not separate themselves or isolate themselves or condemn others for being flawed. Like others in this flawed world, all have learned to love. And I've learned that God had a greater purpose in creating life just as it was, where we need each other and depend on each other. To a Bible-believing Christian, one must be part of this flawed world in order to fully understand the gospel of Jesus Christ, as it is written in the Bible. God loved this world so much, even this world filled with flawed people, that He sent His only Son to save them. And there is only one who is not flawed, and that one is God. Four years has been a wonderful journey for a large number of people. But it does not stop after those four years. There's much, much more. Though this religious cult thought that it had taken away our freedom and that we could never rebound from what they had taken away, they were wrong. Like coiled springs, we're bouncing back with years of bottled up energy. Our life was not taken from us. We'd just gone through boot camp. And this boot camp taught us to enjoy life even more. While the world around us may sometimes take for granted the freedoms that were given to us and them by God, we cherish each and every one of them. We're thankful for our new life, saddened that it took many, many years of error to be thankful for it, but now we're excited to live it. And as you spend time during this holiday celebration, take a moment to be thankful for the journey and be thankful that there are others who have gained courage to start theirs. Be thankful that there are some who are willing to forfeit a portion of their newfound freedom to spend it helping others to gain strength. Be thankful that you have had time and family and others to to spend time with on this Thanksgiving holiday, remembering that there was a time when cult family and friends had cut you off. Some of you can be thankful that some of those same family and friends have now mended relationships. Some of you can be thankful that a few of those same family and friends have started their journey out to freedom. But of all, you can be thankful that there is a way out, and that it's only just four years. From all of us who contribute and write and create content for seekythetruth.com website, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving.